Welcome back to the Character Combine podcast. Uh, this is our first podcast without a guest, and so I'm excited and nervous uh, because it's like riding your bike without the training wheels, and I feel like... We might fall off. Or, or we might do really well, but yeah, we could face plant, but we'll, fi- we'll figure yeah. it out. So as always, uh, my name is Josh Takimoto, and I'm here with... Hi, I'm Deb McCollum. And uh, yeah, we're just excited to be back with you guys and talk some more sports, talk more character, character development. And today we want to talk about basically how do you get a team to buy in? So how do you get your team to buy into whatever it may be, whether it's your team vision, the goals that you put on your, you know, your goal whiteboard at the beginning of the season, uh, your fitness or strength and conditioning program. How do you get your team to buy in? Because if they buy in, then you can see some really great results. If they don't buy in, then as a coach, you're going to have a massive headache for the rest of the year. Right. And so Deb, you're both a coach, like we talked about before, both coach, you're even a teacher, a teacher, a coach and a trainer. So you're like, it's like a headache all the time. Oh man. I just work with headaches all day, every day. (laughs) (laughs) I love it though. No, it's all good. That's good. That's why we have you here. So since you kind of, you kind of see the buy-in from all those different perspectives. Right. So as a coach, let me ask you this, as a coach, what have you guys done uh, with your team to like basically get them to buy in. Right. Um, I mean, to be honest there, and I will quote, I just got to start it off with this because this was so good. I have to steal something from my girl, Rachel Hollis. Okay. Well, she's not my girl. I wish, you know, in my head, her and I are best friends, but she has no idea who I am. So anyway. Uh, she would Rachel- be surprised to find out. It's like, <laughs> yeah. we're friends? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was listening to one of her podcasts and she said that she was talking about motivation and she was saying how there is no magic pill for motivation and, and in translation for your athletes, there is no magic pill for your athletes to get motivated. And, right. and I totally believe that. And especially if, you know, they're young and they're in high school, but when they see your buy-in as a coach and they may not see all the work that goes behind the details and the planning that goes into your program, but when they see that you are involved as you are, that can absolutely help. I think another thing is that athletes, need and this is again from Rachel Hollis I'm stealing it from her she's amazing um athletes need to this know this podcast th- is sponsored by I know, Rachel Hollis. it's not an ad I yeah. swear <laughs> I just want to give credit where credit's due you know absolutely <laughs> I, I agree that's a good thing because this is not from me this is um, a character combine podcast right. so we gotta yeah. we gotta do the right thing absolutely yeah so um but athletes need to know that they most likely are never going to want to do the work there might be that one percent mm. that's like yes no I want to do the work which is great right but most athletes they don't want to do we have to tell them to right and we got you know we need to guide them and that's our job as coaches and you know as professionals that's our job that's what we do which is which is a frustrating thing for sure because yes. you know you and I have talked before and I've talked with coaches and I've, I've even talked with athletes in the past through right. the combine where it's like you can motivate, you can push, you can challenge, you can scream and yell into your blue in the face. Right. But at the end of the day, you can only motivate them and kind of guide your athletes in the right direction because mm. they're the ones that have to do the work. They have right. to get under the squat bar. Squat, squat, la, la, la. Let me try that again. <laughs> they have to get under the squat bar. Right. Uh, they have to do the sprints. Right. They have to put the work in. And yeah. you can't physically like move their legs. You can't physically right. move their arms. And so right. um, 
you have to think of ways to help kind of guide them and motivate them and help them understand right. why buying into this is so important. Absolutely. Um, if you were to stand in some of our coaches meetings, when I used to coach softball, we would all, we would say a lot, you can't lead a horse to water. Anytime exactly. we're talking sure. about, oh my gosh, I'm telling this athlete to do this, but you know, it's right. not it's happening. Like, why aren't you moving? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, sure. um, but athletes aren't going to want to do the work, but they just need to, and this is some, this could be a, a team talk or, or, or what have you, but they need to ask themselves as athletes, can they do the work that they don't want to do to become the athlete they want to be? Because that's not going to happen overnight. Right, say, say that one more time. Okay. I'll say it again. So make if, sure everybody gets it. Yeah. So athletes need to ask themselves, um, because they're not going to want to do the work. So they need to ask themselves, can they do the work that they don't want to do to become the athlete they want to become? because okay. it's not going to happen overnight or with just pure talent and minimal practice like most of them, you know, think it's going to happen. And, and, and a good question is what, as you know, as a, co as a coach and for me as a strength and conditioning coach, what I ask them, what do you want out of this program when I'm about when I'm training my athletes, um, mm -hmm. when we're getting into our um, fitness routine what's so like, like day one of the program yes you asked that question yeah okay. so yeah day one the program that i run the head first it's awesome because the head coach will come in okay and she's amazing and i just i have to follow her speech which is awful because my speech isn't that's great but her, her speech that's brutal I've had, to <laughs> I've had to follow harper before after he gave a talk oh, i'm like man. ooh, it's just, yeah. i almost feel embarrassed to go up there but yeah i, I feel you place to be but it so sucks. yeah so she'll come in right at day one of the strength and conditioning program that i will be that i am running the head mm -hmm. coach will come in and she'll give her speech um about what she expects of of the girls, what the girls should expect of themselves, what I expect of them, why we are doing this, how this is going to make us better as a team, how it's going to make you better as an individual. She'll get all get into all this stuff. And then she That's leaves. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. And then she leaves. And then here I am. Ta-da. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let my me turn. repeat what she just said. Yeah, yeah. yeah my turn. <laughs> and, then I, and then I'll talk a little bit more specifically about the fitness component. And I'll talk about some anatomy and some boring stuff they don't want to hear. But I'm trying to explain to them, this is why we are doing this. And I think that's, I think that's really good, though, because I think some people, like you said, there's going to be some athletes that are just driven. And right. they don't really care why they're doing it. They just know that in order to be the best version of me as an athlete, I've right. got to do it. Right. And there's some others that are like, mm, I don't really want to do this. Like, why in the world are we doing this right now? Right. And so for some people, I think if you can explain it and say, no, no, it's not, we're not just saying that you have to do this because I'm the coach and I'm telling you what to do, but this is the exact reason why it's benefiting your mind and your body. Mm. So I think that's, that's really smart. So for your head coach to come in and say, this yeah. is our, this is what we do as a team. This is the standard that we hold ourselves to. Right. And then for you to follow up saying, this is why we're doing the exercise or the pro workout today. Right. And this is what, you know, body part is affected. Right. This is what, how it affects you in the game. This is why we do it. Right. I think that's smart. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and just, well, and just in my, with my experience and I'm only speaking solely on the high school level, that's my experience with coaching and training, but it is more than likely that they need an explanation sure. as to why they're doing uh, what they're doing. There are some, there are some, don't get me wrong. There are some athletes who are like, I don't care why, just tell me what to do coach and I'll do it. Right. And those are like the golden athletes that every coach wants. Right. It's right. Like, yes. They're doing exactly those what I'm the asking favorites. and they, they're not asking why <laughs> they're just doing it. Right. But, yeah. um, but we do. And like you said, it, it is more of a headache for the coach to have to, um, you know, work hard to get their athletes to buy in to the program as much as, 
they, you know, as hard as they're working as coaches, we're putting the program together. They have a, a second job, a third job. Right. They have a family. They have stuff going on and they have life. So, and, but they do get paid a ton for being a coach, right? Oh, um, yeah. oh, mi- oh, they are millionaires. <laughs> it makes it worth it, right? You yeah, didn't know? No, I had no idea. No. <laughs> Not to mention oh, the pay is awful. <laughs> oh, it's brutal. But, so, yeah, no, that's, that's absolutely true. So it's, it's such a difficult thing. And, right. And that's why we, you know, not I sorry, not to cut you off with that stupid joke mm. and then <laughs> this point, but um you know, that's interesting. That's why we do what we do with the character combine is because we have such a great respect for coaches. Right. And we see the potential for positive change when right. a coach is really impactful in the lives of their student athletes. Right. And so absolutely, but we also understand that as a coach, these these high level coaches that are doing a great job and you know, putting out uh, great teams on the field, but then also developing great men and women off the field. Right. There's a lot that goes into it. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, again, I just want to say we always, I hope this goes without saying, but we, we just have a lot of respect and appreciation for everything that coaches do because we understand that it's not an easy path and you know, you're not getting paid much. You have, like you said, multiple jobs, families that you're raising, um, all the stresses. And so uh, anyways, I just want to, I just wanted to say that as you know, we just really appreciate what coaches do for all the reasons that you just listed. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's hard work. And I think, I think some athletes understand not that they need to, that's not their job to understand, you know, coaches aren't out there doing what they're doing to get, you know, a gold medal from their athletes saying, coach, we know how hard you work, uh, you know, but right. yeah, it's like, okay. But um, if an athlete hears this, some yes, coach is going to get a gold yeah, medal go now up to your coach. Sorry, coaches. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's hard work. And, um, for, to just continuing with the program buy-in, like how do we mm-hmm. get as as coaches, how are we going to get our athletes to buy into the program, and 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 what does that program look like, um, on season, off season? Maybe you're just starting out. Maybe you have no plan. Maybe you've been thrown into a coaching position that you didn't plan for, and mm-hmm. you are just like, I have a game schedule and a practice schedule, and that's it, right. and that's all I have. Right. And so, what? How? How do you start? How do you start from there? And for me, I'm, and cut me off whenever you want to <laughs> keep rambling, but oh, I have no problem. With that. So we're, we're good. Yeah. Um, as a, I'm, as a strength and conditioning coach, and I haven't been doing this for very long, mind you, I'm not a professional. I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. I'm still getting my certifications. It's a process for me as well. Sure. I just really love doing it. And right. so I love learning about it and I love making my athletes stronger mm-hmm. and they'd like to think I like torturing them, but that's not the case. Um, that I means just you're like, doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you just got to start somewhere. Right. In my opinion, even, um, like if someone were to ask me, how do I get, if I, Hey, I want to start a strength and conditioning program. How do I get started? I would, uh, I mean, I don't have a formula. Mm-hmm. And so I just have what's in my head and with what I know. So I guess w- I would say just start, start, just start maybe right. even once a week have your athletes run, you know, something mm-hmm. as much as you can for as many days as they can. Um, just do what you can. And YouTube, 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 yeah, YouTube will help everybody. <laughs> YouTube will help. Up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, and so from, th- you were saying something earlier. So Josh and I were talking before we started recording and he was talking about, I want you to talk about the on on the, on the field, translating to off the field stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Cause I thought, I don't know if I'm getting off topic with the athlete buy-in thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think, no, yeah. absolutely. Um, because I think one of the reasons that we want the athletes to really buy into what we're doing on the field is because right. the life lessons that athletes 
learn or can learn on mm. the field and the life lessons that coaches can teach on the field right. um, apply to everyday life. And I was reading, I'm not going to try to toss out numbers, but I was reading this article and they were basically talking, there's been multiple articles like this, right. but they're basically saying how if you look at some of these um, people that are really successful in businesses or different careers, right. a lot of times they have a background in sports. Right. They have an athletic background. And I'm not talking like at a collegiate level or anything like that. I'm talking right. they played some kind of high school sports or they didn't play, like they played sports, but they didn't play like myself. Oh, so, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, so right. you're on the team and you're right. in the environment and you're you're working out and practicing. Even the athletes that aren't playing very much, mm. they're learning these life lessons and those lessons still help them when they, when they leave the field or when they leave high school. It helps the discipline they have, you know, in the in the workforce when they're going out and they're trying to build their career. Right. And so um, I think that's what that's what we were talking about is how. Yeah. yeah it's like there's a lot of reasons why, why the buy in for your athletes is so important. It's not just right. to win games for that season, which is absolutely right. the goal is to, to right. be the best team you can possibly be. But beyond that, as a coach, you're really trying to, to build up these these young men and women for life. Right. And so, you know, if you can get them to buy in and understand, OK, the reason I'm being tough on you today, the reason why I'm making you run these extra laps or sprints, the reason why I'm I'm pushing you guys harder today, or the reason why we're talking about this or that, if you can help them to understand, I'm doing this because down the road, in your future, this is gonna benefit you, right. then I think that can help them buy in. Now again, right. you can't win everybody over. Right. Some people are just not gonna buy in, right. but if you can get the major majority of your team to buy in mm -hmm. behind what you're doing, I think that's huge. Mm -hmm. So right. uh, that was a long rant. I don't know if that's no, exactly that what you're talking good. about, but. yes. You know, we that's were that's one of the things we were talking about a lot of things, but that was one of the things we talked about. Right. Um, as far as team buy-in. Right. And I think if if the majority of the team buys in, I mean, the rest of the team usually will buy in either just to fall in line or for peer pressure or whatever. But if you get the majority, and especially, and this is a huge one, if you have team captains on your team. Right. Like um, uh, the program that I uh, was coaching for for the past five years, the coaches the head coach and the coaching staff did a great and a phenomenal job about about having meetings with the team captains separate mm -hmm. and then you know team meetings of course but really spending a lot of time with the team captains to get their buy-in because they're right. helping to lead the team right and it's so tough and we've had seasons and either and I'm not talking about with just the school that I've been with but just other schools and like I've and from what I've seen just observing other sports and other programs there are uh teams that the um the uh team captain excuse me I lost the word for a second yeah that's all right uh, <laughs> um they I mean they seem like they have buy-in but they don't maybe they're distracted mm. and then yeah. and then it's hard for the rest of the team to follow that and so I think just a quick tidbit and I know a lot of coaches are already working their butts off doing this but to get their team captains or their who or who whatever you may call it maybe you don't have a team captain but someone right. on the team that the others really look up to to get their buy-in absolutely and I think uh I think it goes back to you know what we we're talking about is, is the co it starts with the coach yeah the, mm. the leadership of the coach the clarity like you had mentioned your coach comes in and very clearly explains the direction that the team is going right. the standard that we hold as a team and they very clearly lay out the vision mm. and then i think beyond that it's do you are you living it out you know something that right. I, I think about sometimes is for coaches your words are only as powerful as the life you live right so if your life backs up what you're saying right. then yeah they're gonna they're gonna want to follow you and they're gonna buy because it's like you don't have some dude up here some lady up here that's saying 
okay, you guys need to do this, this, and this. And, and they put on this facade of leadership and then mm-hmm. you see them out in the community or you see them in other moments right. in the middle of a game where they snap and they lose it. Right. It's like, okay, well, coach tells us one thing, but yet they live right. out something different. Yeah. It's hard to get behind a person like that. It's hard right. to get behind a leader like that. But when you see a coach that's living the life that they're explaining to their athletes, right. that's much easier for an athlete to get behind. And right. so, like you were saying, if you can get the coach at the top, if your coach, head coach, and then your assistant coaches, right. if they buy into the vision and they uh, hold up a certain standard of living right. and competing, right. then your team, like you said, your team captains, I think, will mm-hmm. respect the words that they, that they say. So when they pull the, the team captains off to the side, they say, okay, this is what we expect for you guys. We need you guys to lead. Right. They're going to buy in because yeah. they respect what the coach is doing. Right. right. And, you know, yeah. you look at a lot of coaches that we've had come through Character Combine, and a lot of these coaches have been coaching for years. Right. But their, their athletes come back, you know, 15, 20 years later, and they still want to come see them because yeah. of the impact they had on their life. Right. That's powerful. Yeah. And that means, like, those those students, those kids, now, you know, grown men and women, mm. have really bought in because they're making right. a trip back to their old high school. Right. Just to come see this coach. Mm-hmm. Like, that's huge. That is huge. And so, I mean, I think that's awesome. And I mm. think, however you, however coaches choose to do it. Right. You know, whether, like you said, through their team captains or right. through their coaching staff or whatever it may be. The, I mean, I, we keep saying it over and over, yeah. but the buy-in is huge. Right. Huge. Right. Um, lead by example, right? I yeah. think that that's Absolutely. Huge. Yeah. Absolutely. That's something yeah. we try to tell. Sorry, now I'm talking a lot. Yeah. No. That's something we talk to. <laughs> I've talked to athletes a lot, too, is like you guys as athletes. Right. Um, you guys hold a different uh, kind of a different status at your schools and in the community. Right. And especially you go to some of these uh, communities where like smaller communities. Mm-hmm. People, people recognize who the athletes are, and so people yeah. notice what right. you do. And you look at some of these elite athletes around the area. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why a person on clear on the other side of the city knows this other person's name is because mm-hmm. they've been in the media and their name's out there. So, yeah, the things that you do has a lot of influence. And so, right. you know, I think if we can, you know, there's a lot of the, – the platform's really big. I'm kind of getting it off is. topic. The no, platform's really good. big for athletes and coaches. Right. And so I think – It's hard um, to narrow it down. It really is because yeah. it's just – it's kind of – there's a lot you can talk about. Right. But, I think, you know, like we said, the impact and right. the, getting them to, I guess what I'm, all I'm trying to say is that when you get your athletes to really buy in, right. it really is setting them up for the future. And then hopefully right. the teams after that, and then it becomes yeah. this team culture that the standard that's expected right. for that program. Right. And so it's really not, it's, I guess you're not thinking just in the moment, like, okay, right. I need to get my team to buy in for this season or for this practice or for right. this game. It's you get them to buy in for this practice or game or season because it's going to affect the rest of the years of your program. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, and then going, going forward, affecting the rest of their lives Right. with everything that they're learning. So, you know, just speaking of all of that with, you know, affecting the rest of their lives and how, um, just sports can really translate from on the field to off the field. Let's talk about mental toughness. Yeah. Mental toughness. Well, and in fact, I, I'm yeah. a, defer to you because I feel like okay. mental t- yeah mental toughness plays such a big part in the strength and conditioning yeah. and mm-hmm. you know anybody who's known a little bit about character combine or has been around for a while mm. was it I want to say it was 2015 my years may be off but I think it was 2015 we did beast and baller okay. um, we had about 100 athletes and mm. immediately after the character combine we had this beast and baller which was like a, a two-hour PT Wow. Navy SEAL PT grinder. Wow. And they got they left the combine, got changed, and then you had smoke, you know, grenades going off, wow. sirens blazing, blaring. The whole production. The whole production. <laughs> and uh, then you had them running and sprinting and push-ups and burpees and wow. crawling through the mud and being yelled at by, you know, active SEALs. Wow. And so, but the whole point was, yeah, this is like 
physically this is going to be brutal right but at a certain point, it's, it's really the, the mental toughness that takes takes over. Right. Or if you have mental toughness, or do you have the mental toughness, right. I guess, to, to compete through this thing. So uh, and that's one of the things, you know, I'm going to say this yeah. last thing and then I'll let you go. But <laughs> I uh, was going to pass this off to you and then I kept rambling. That's okay. But, uh, <laughs> you know, one of the things that I love about Character Combine and one of the reasons I really wanted to get involved with Character Combine was the fact that they place such a high level on character and right. integrity, but they don't water down competition. Mm. And they, they place a high level of emphasis on mental toughness and right. competition and all right. of that. And I think character and those things play, you know, right. play well together. So um, anyways, yeah. mental no, toughness. That's, no, know. that was great. So when you're, yeah. when you're, when you're training athletes, yeah. do you, like, are you, are you, I guess, are you really aware of that side of it when you're building the program? Um, Yes. Well, I guess initially, no. When I first started, I just was focusing on, okay, they need to get fit and they need to do this exercise and this exercise and this exercise. And after a while, I know, you know, and I am, I am my own breed, as I like to say. And as my, uh, whoever I'm training, my girls, be it my clients or whatever you call it, they say that I like to torture people. (laughs) And so in turn, (laughs) I guess I like to torture myself. I just, for me, it's a whole, you know, it's a whole different meaning and it is meant, you know, mental for me to want to stay physically fit so but anyway it didn't occur to me until uh, a few years down the road of me getting into strength and conditioning I'm like why are these why are they giving up so easily Mm. why and Mm -hmm. I just was getting so frustrated not at them just in my head and I was trying to figure it out and then I, I and then of course everything you know not that I've played sports for more than half of my life and I couldn't figure this out, but, (laughs) um, it's the mental toughness. Your mind is going to, you, who did you quote? You were saying this the other, uh, your mind is going to give up way, way before your body does. Who said that? Uh, David Goggins. Okay. uh, Yeah. If you look up and again, he's been to the combine multiple times. And so any of anybody who's attended the combine or watched one of our YouTube videos, you've probably seen it where, and I can't remember the exact number, but he said, you're, yeah, he's like, your mind will give up way sooner right. than your body is yeah. capable of something like that. Yeah. He's like, again, he's way, he's way cooler than me. He <laughs> said it way cooler. <laughs> yeah. And way better shape yeah. and way more mentally tough than me. Well, and then, yeah, sorry to, not to cut you off, but like that, I, that would, I, I was like, yeah, that is so true. And so I try to, and that's something that I try to incorporate into my fitness program when I'm training my athletes. I'm when they're, for example, I'm just trying to give a fitness example. When I have them hold a two minute plank, Yes, two minute plank. And the okay. whole team has to, um, they're all holding a plank. As individuals, they're all at different fitness levels. But as soon as I say whoever drops their knee, we're all starting over. Mm. There's a huge, and I've done it, I've tried, I've done like for my own experiment and saying it and not saying it. And the times where I haven't said that and I just let them try to hold a plank for two minutes, a couple knees will drop. drop. Mm, and then as soon as I introduce the whole, the whole team's going down. If you let your knee drop, right. they, they grind through it. They're groaning, they're grunting, they're yelling. They're like, oh my gosh, this is the worst. But they do it right? because I've threatened them <laughs> more or less. Not that you need to threaten. That's not the point. It's just, it's all in the, and I told, it's like, you guys, it's all in your head. You did it. You can do it. Did you like it? No, but you you gave up way too easily the last time. Right. And so, right. yeah. No, no, that's, that's good. And I think uh, to go along with that, it's not only just this idea of, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to fail. Right. Right. Like you said, but then right. it's also when you're doing that as a team, right. You have all these other people that are, that you're going to battle with every right. single day. So right. it's, it adds another level of uh, inspiration or motivation where it's like, okay, 
I got to push myself because the person to my left and my right is also pushing themselves. Right. So if they're willing to do that for me, right. what's my excuse to not do that for them? Mm-hmm. And so I think right. that's huge. I, right. the, I always, and I don't know, I've, I've always played team sports, hmm. um, partially because I love them, partially because I'm not good at individual sports. So <laughs> I think it's, um, you know, it's a, a huge benefit of playing a team sport where you have these people that, you know, all buy in right. to the program, right. all compete with each other right. and all, you know, push themselves to the very limits of what, you know, their, their body's capable of. Right. And I think that, that again, goes back into the buy-in where if you can get them to get to that point, right. th- and like you said, now it's like, okay, I can't drop my knee on these, on these uh, planks because <laughs> people are counting on me. My team's right. counting on me. And it goes back to, you know, our, one of our topics from the combine was what's your why? That was our theme. Right. Same thing. If, if you understand the why of what you're doing, what you're doing and right. who you're doing it for, right. then I think it has a, you know, a huge benefit and right. it, it kind of helps that mindset, right. the mental toughness. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to, I just pulled up that, uh, that quote from, uh, David Goggins. Right. So <clears throat> it's not even a, it's not even a quote. I don't know what the exact quote is, but it's more of a rule. Mm-hmm. And it's when you're, when your mind says you're done, you're only 40% done. Wow. So you still have 60% to give mm. 60%. Yeah. I'm not yeah. great at math, but yeah, yeah 60%. <laughs> the really cool. Yeah. Wow. Um, so that was kind of, that's something mm. he's talked about quite a bit is, wow. you know, it goes back to the mental toughness. Like there's right. a, there, your body's capable of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you know that from the strength training. Right. Um, but it's, it's really trying to get your mind to jump on board with it. Right. Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, and I looked up, I literally Googled mental toughness. Like mm-hmm. what does it mean to be mentally tough? Because I have my own definition in my head, you know, and I have my own, you know, whatever. But um, I found this and I feel really bad that I don't know who to give credit to because I can't even remember. Rachel Hollis. (laughs) Rachel (laughs) Hollis for everything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, To be mentally tough means to understand and tolerate strong negative emotions and do something productive with them. Mm. That and now that's not the o- that's not the def- definition for mental toughness, but that's something that at least when I read it stood out to me because that's great. You well, it, thank you. And you do it like in life, in sports, and in life. You yeah, there's going to be negative. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And as an athlete, you do need to be able to understand and know those negative emotions and feelings you get when you have when you lose a game when you're feeling tired, when you make an error, whether it's physical or a mental error, when I am, when you're strength doing strength and conditioning and your body's getting tired and you're not, fo- you need to, it is so important for that mental toughness to understand what to do with that. What do I do with all this? Right. All these negative emotions. How, what am I, am I going to give up? Am I going to stop? Am mm-hmm. I going to say to heck with it and I'm done? Or are you going to do something productive with it and learn from it? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, again, it's just another buy. I feel like it's another byproduct of, right. of the buy-in. Yeah. I think buying into your team's vision and buying into, you know, it's, I think we keep talking in the sense of buying into your team's vision, but I think right. it applies to the individual athlete as well. Mm. You have to buy into your own goals. You have to buy into your own vision for your own life and what you're trying to accomplish. Because if you don't buy in, if you kind of do a 50-50 thing, right. then you're probably not going to get there because you're not fully buy. You're f- not all in, all out. I keep right. tossing out these uh, character <laughs> combine things. It's just, it's just in me. I can't no, help good. it. But, you know, Bring I think both as a as an individual and as a team, you, right. the, the buy-in is, is huge. Right. But I, like I said, I think a byproduct of that is the mental toughness because yeah. we know it's okay. I'm competing for something mm-hmm. more than my bigger than myself, whether it be, I have this dream that I'm trying to achieve and I have to really buy in and I have to be mentally tough right. in order to get there. Right. We have a, um, you know, we have a huge game coming up this Friday night. Right. It's gonna be tough. 
And in order for my teammates to be the best they can be, I know that I have to buy in and give, be mentally tough. So when I don't want to practice, when I don't want to push myself further, I have to, because in order to be the best version of myself for me and my teammates, I've got to get there. And so, no, I love that. And when you mentioned that earlier about how the mental toughness and the buy-in and we were kind of talking more and more, it's like the two things kind of go hand in hand, which I love. They do. And so I think that's, um, you know, it's just really cool. Right. It's really cool. I think so too. And it's important for the coaches as, you know, for us as coaches, for us to have the buy-in. And you would think, and that you would think would is second, you know, firsthand, second nature or whatever the saying is. Yeah, that's it's fine. Like second hand. Second, so, uh, second that's smoke. <laughs> that's not smoke. It's, what time is it? We're trying. How long? Um, we, no, we're good. We should probably wrap this thing it's up pretty soon. Okay. We're well, starting to mumble words know, and right? stumble we're, over. We sound like nonsense up here. It was um, going really smooth for a while. Was, and now it's like. And then I opened my mouth. No. <laughs> <laughs> for, Get it back together. What I'm trying to say. I know, we got to be more mentally tough. I know, right? Exactly. At the microphone here. All right. We're done being. Okay. No more nonsense. Here we go. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, two one, one, go. <laughs> As coaches, it is very obvious that we should, that we are buying into our own program. But going back to the whole, there's a lot going on. There's, you, coaches don't get paid enough. There's, you have your own stuff going on at home or at your own job. And you have to deal with these athletes that yeah. <laughs> that are, are pain in your butt sometimes. And so right. it's so hard. It's so hard sometimes even for a coach to, to be mentally all in and buy in when sometimes coaches just feel like like throwing up the white flag like oh my gosh i'm like so exhausted yeah and and it happens right you have to be mentally tough too yeah and there's burnout too and there's a lot of there's a lot of turnover you know so for to be a head coach in any program high school um uh, competitive college whatever even a city league what you know whatever to have your own buy-in and to let the athletes know that you are buying in Right. To the program. You don't have to say it, but just by your actions. Like, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. And, and I think part of your actions, showing that your athletes that you care. Right. You know, yeah. and that's something that we can oh maybe gosh, talk about yeah. a little, little bit later down the road when we yeah. talk about, I think, maybe talking about like self-worth. Yes. Uh, self-esteem of your athletes. That's and, a good one. But I think, I think it does apply to the buy-in too, making yeah. sure that they know that you care. Mm-hmm. They have your best interests in mind. Right. Um, and I think that all is, is huge. But yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. I had never mm-hmm. thought about until you said that, I never really thought about the fact that during a season, the coach has to be mentally tough. They're not, yeah. they're not doing the workouts with the athletes or they're not, you know, grinding away at practice, but really is a men, like a mental oh, thing. Man. It's, it's hard work. I think yeah. the coach has the hardest job. <laughs> I think you could probably agree with me that oh, they absolutely. have me- mentally, mentally the hardest job to try to get these athletes to do what their goal is and what they want to do. Cause it's like you said, coaches can't physically we can't take this athlete and make this athlete do this right. you know they have to put in the work too and so the hardest part is like you said kind of shooing the little birdie out of the nest like right. here you go i've given you these tools and i've given you these speeches and i've shown you these things and my coaching staff has held your hand this right. whole time now what are you going to do about it <laughs> you know right. when it ga- to come just... da- game day or after after you know when life comes too right and so that's no. hard Oh, yeah, I That's can't tough. even imagine. I've <laughs> I've never I've never really coached. I coached like a half a season of like a little league 
thing and it, w- it wasn't for me so i prefer <laughs> maybe it's one tough, day man yeah maybe I'm taking one day. a hiatus from coaching myself right now it's tough see it's, coaching you coaching athletes tough. you broke deb down <laughs> no. you broke her down no 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 no. <laughs> that's why she's here so i thank you for it because i have a, a podcast partner but um oh no 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 you got one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i already miss it but it, it is yeah. a lot i so i respect the crap out of head coaches with what they do we all do yeah oh my gosh absolutely and it's just you know, and you know, that being said, we, we want, like I said, we want to wrap up here because um, yeah. we've, you know, we've been talking for, I think, long enough. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> tired of hearing our voices. Probably. <laughs> so hopefully not because we want hopefully you to tune not, in next yeah, week. Yeah. But uh, no, um, you know, that being said, you know, we talked, we talked, we touched a little bit right. on the physical fitness and strength and conditioning, you know, right. more so the buy in, the mental toughness side of it. Right. But, you know, that being said, we want to make sure that coaches, you know, make sure you take care of yourselves too um, yeah. because it's such a grind. And right. again, uh, I read a, I didn't do too much research on this, but it was interesting as we were talking through stuff, right. um, how sometimes potentially dangerous the stress of being a coach can be to right. someone's health. And oh I don't gosh. think we really think about it because right. we're just so busy on g- achieving the goal. Right. And so coaches, we just, you know, without going too much into it, we just want to make sure you guys take care of yourselves. Um, you know, whether that be, you know, working out or going for a walk. Right. Just be, it's taking some time just to be quiet. Whatever makes you zen. There you <laughs> whatever go. There ma- you whatever go. keeps you centered, whatever right. gives, you know, gives you that breath of life that you need again, whatever that may be as healthy as possible that you can do that. Right. Whatever, whatever, you know, make sure you take time for yourself, even if it's just a few minutes a day. Absolutely. To, to get that, your mental health back and your physical health back, you know, give oh, back, sure. to, give back to yourself just as much as you give to your athletes and your program. Yeah. Because I not think. to put more pressure on you, but right? you know, <laughs> your mental health is huge and, yeah. and your emotional health and physical health is huge because people, people count on you, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be your athletes, your families, right. coworkers, whatever it may be, there's a lot of people that you affect in a positive way. And so right. the only way you can do that is if you're, if you're in a good, you know, headspace. Right. So definitely want to encourage all of you guys to uh, make sure you take care of yourselves um, and focus on that. What would you say? Zen. Right. Zen. zen. Focus what on your zen. zen. Whatever, yeah. whatever makes you zen. <laughs> we want to get you in that spot. So, uh, you know, we want to thank you guys uh, again for joining us. We always yeah. appreciate it. Uh, please make sure that you download, uh, rate, review, mm-hmm. uh, make sure you follow us at charactercombine.com, uh, Instagram, uh, charactercombine, uh, Twitter at Sports Character, Facebook Character Combine, mm-hmm. all those places. Make sure you follow right. us. So you can keep up with what we're doing um, as far as the podcast. Mm-hmm. We would love to hear from all of you um, on things that you would like to hear, topics you want to hear down right. the road, and then also what you think about this one. Um, and one one thing too, I want to mention going back to the uh, coach's physical health or the strength training element of the buy-in. Mm-hmm. As we've said before, Deb is a, a strength trainer strength and conditioning trainer that's really difficult for me to say i don't know why strength conditioning <laughs> lots fitness, of titles personal trainer however you want torture right torture conditioning coach right any of those things work to, yeah she'll, she'll know what you're talking about right, right. uh if if someone was looking for some guidance as far as their own program mm. um say they're just getting started they have no idea what to do or maybe they just need some a little bit of guidance and try to maybe fine-tune their program or maybe they're interested in having a more lengthy discussion with you about having you train their team how can they reach out to you right absolutely if you have any questions and want to pick my brain again i am not a professional i am still learning um but um anything you guys need out there if you want to know more stuff you can definitely email me is i guess the best way to reach me and it's deb deb dot 
McCollum, M-C-C-O-L-L-U-M-1-6 at gmail.com, or you can reach out to me on Instagram at strongerfit.deb. You can reach out to me that way as well. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So definitely we, we want to give you guys resources. And uh, so, yeah, definitely reach out to her if you have any questions. So uh, thank you guys so much again for joining us, and we will see you next time. All see right. ya. Peace.